Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DNVR Broncos podcast. That means we've got the number one cornerback in the NFL joining us right now. Pat, what is going on? What's going on, man? Another week, another show. Man, another week, another win. Five in a row. Pat, what's it feel like to have a winning record and turn the season completely around to be on the playoff picture right now? Yeah, man. I mean, it feels... Because just hitting rock bottom, uh, you know, early on in the season, getting to the stage, man, uh, it's pretty impressive for us. And it's, it shows our will, you know, in our consistent, consistency week in and week out. So, you know, I'm very proud of the guys, man. But we just got to keep it rolling, keep on moving forward. At what point in the season was it like, oh, shit, we can we can turn this season yep. around? Because, I mean, you, you mentioned one in five. That's like... That is rock bottom for for any team, and that now to be six and five is insane. At what point was it like, wow, we can do this? Uh, I just felt I just felt like the energy throughout the locker room and the and the building was at all time high. You just feel the confidence rising from the coaches towards the players, and you know once you once you build the energy around, we just play better and just ups our play, and uh, each and every week. We just went out there with the same mindset of winning the ball game, no matter how it's done. Because we've we've had some close ball games, but we just managed to pull it through, and you know just kept on fighting towards the end. And you know we just kept on getting better and better, and just kept dominating. And this past week, I felt like we put it all together as a team. And uh, you know, looking back at that game, there wasn't one part where I wasn't uh, antsy or nervous at all throughout the game because I felt like you know the team, our composure. And our positive energy, we're going to come out and win the ball game. So, uh, kudos to you know our team and our coaches all together, man. Because you know we're playing good brand of football right now for sure. 
Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, the <laughs> seven and three Browns come into town, and you beat them by 17 points. The yeah. offense almost drops 30. The defense gets a safety, puts points on the board as well, and you guys hold them to 12 points. And uh, one of the things that Sean mentioned after the game and and we've talked on the show about how sean after games can be focusing more on the negatives Mm -hmm. than the positives Uh but this time he was like we just beat a really good team and i think that we've kind of lost sight of how good the browns are like Mm -hmm. seven and three great defense good offense and i think we kind of lost sight of that because of just how you guys handled them on every side of the ball yeah um you know going in going in towards the week sean mentioned how much of a dogfight it was going to be. Uh, it was funny because during the week, um, he called it a bat game. And uh, before, is every Saturday we have a meeting uh, and he describes why is it a bat game. And so he gave us each each player, uh, each of our own bats. And, uh, you know, it was just showing like how physical and, you know, how much of a game it is uh, and how important it is for us to win this game. and. Uh, going in towards the week, we knew what type of team they have. Obviously, their defense is very great. Their offense uh, likes to run and pound, but um, we knew the test we had, and we, you know, we stood up t- towards the challenge. And you know, to win that game, it was like the ultimate uh, win because you know, just going throughout these past wins, I feel like this one was like the icing on the cake for sure on this win streak. Mm-hmm. We know we just got to keep it rolling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Pat, you brought the physicality. That's something I mm-hmm. definitely see um, throughout the entire team. I mean, linebackers, outside linebackers are hitting people. Uh, the old lineman is definitely moving the pile mm-hmm. and pushing people out the way. Do you guys feel like you're playing dominant and physical right now? Because it's definitely apparent on film. Yeah, um, you can just tell how dominant, how physical we've been playing uh, just by our work ethic and the way how we fly towards the ball and you know forcing teams to really like be one-dimensional by stopping the run first and forcing them to pass because we knew the browns was a run first team but when we dominate up front and dominate uh with the front seven man it it could be haunting for opposing offenses and once we were able to establish that that's when we made them one-dimensional and forced them out to play behind and you know that's what we like and that's what creates turnovers for us but you know the number one the, the denominator uh towards the game was to be uh physical and out physical our opponents so uh we definitely did that uh this past sunday and we just got to keep it going yeah as, as pj said after the game you guys won that fight the physicality yeah. fight and that was just apparent from the start to the very end, ending it with that safety. And uh, when, when I think of physical defenses, I think of great defenses. Mm-hmm. And certainly you guys are playing that way right now. Played it against the Browns, who are a physical team. And it reminds me of the 2015 defense, Todd, yeah. that, that you were a part of. Just physical, intimidating. It's, teams don't want to play the, this defense. And when you play that physical, and then you get some people that are calling the defense dirty because of it some people uh on the internet how would you respond because we responded and and henry and i and and i want todd's take as well but um i don't think any of the hits even the ones that were flagged baron browning pj lock i don't think those were uh were dirty i think you can even argue if they should have been flagged or not um i think that's just physical intimidating bully ball todd i mean do you see the same thing i agree man this league 
is getting soft. <laughs> and I feel like kind of like some of the fans are getting soft with it. Like, are we not watching football? Is this badminton or swimming? Like, what are we doing here? Like, we're supposed to be coming here to hit. That's why we have pads on. That's why we have helmets on. As long as it's not, you know, targeting, I think we, we need to let these boys play. You know what I'm saying? And there's a different element to just winning a game than it is getting beat physically like you don't want to play the team that's going to push you around every play you know if the ball's in your hands you're going to get smacked like it's a different level that you know those type of teams bring to the matchup and I think that's where the Broncos are right now and I don't think they should be penalized or I feel like you know they're getting a little flag happy with the Broncos and I don't like it because they're here to play the defense they're playing hard it's football man come on Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I mean when when you play hard and you play physical man that's like our style, of, our style of playing, you know, that's what we're accustomed to playing physical football from the first snap to the final snap. I mean, and, you know, the penalty on Barron was like, what are we doing? Because obviously he's making physical play. You know, I mean, you want to put pressure on the quarterback, you know, hit him some, you know, uh, adjust his chin strap a little bit. I yeah. mean, obviously, <laughs> he felt the hit, but I thought it was a clean hit. Um, but, you know, we were just playing our style, style of play, and that's being physical. And, um, playing our style of ball, and that's just dominating the opposing offense. But yeah, the flag, I think it was complete bull, you know what I mean, on my on my end. But, you know, obviously, you know, fans around the league like to see offense and like to see uh, the change of the game. But um, I know the game evolved towards um, less contact, but when you're playing physical football and you're playing safe football in that manner, I don't think that call should have been made, but it is what it is. How do players on defense and coaches on defense or coaches of the team um, for you guys, Pat, and for that 2015 team, Todd, how do they react when there is a flag thrown when uh, you, it was just for a hard hit? Is that something where the coaches do say, okay, we, we got to adjust to it? Or is that, do, do coaches just kind of say, all right, that's some flags are okay uh, if it's, you know, going to be that intimidating? Because I'm sure Houston sees that mm-hmm. on tape. I'm sure the Lions coming up will see that on tape. Um, so h- how do teams adjust to things like that? You know, if it is flagrant, then they'll say something about it. But most of the time, if you're in the meeting room and you knew, and the team knows and everybody knows it wasn't a dirty hit, coach be like, this is BS. It's a BS mm-hmm. call. We're going to move on because, you know, the call is made and we just got to keep playing. But they know when it's BS. They don't give you a hard time if they know that it's a bad call. How does Sean, yeah. how does Sean react to those yeah. hits? Um, because I think that, you know, he, he loves physicality, so I wouldn't think that he would harp on you guys. But how, what's his response? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there should be any judgment or any question about an actual football play. Yeah. Now, like you said, if it's flagrant or it's like, um, you know, out of sort in a way, but, you know, Vance, he just basically said, man, that's a football play. Uh, we just move on from it, you know what I mean? Because, you know, we just can't leave it up to the refs to make the right call, obviously, because obviously they're going to see it differently from their discretion. But, um, you know, we just kept on playing our ball game, you know, and just kept on playing our style of play. And that's dominate all four quarters. And that's what we did. I mean, there's a point in the game where they had to earn every yard they had to get, yep. which was very impressive. And usually the Browns be out physically in their opponents, but we was a team that did that this past Sunday. So um, I just think on both sides of the ball, that's what we did. And it was a very impressive win. Yeah, I mean, 
TJ, he's he's made some big plays before. I think he had the forced fumble against the 49ers last year to win that game. He had the pick. Did that start the win streak? That might have started the win streak. Um, yeah, against the Packers at the yeah, end of the game. But I, I don't think I've seen him hit like he did in this game. Were, were, were you surprised that he was out there doing that? Or have you seen that? Because obviously he can't do it in practice. No, I mean, I, I knew what type of player PJ was. Uh, you just see it every day. I, obviously, you can't hit the practice, but when he runs to the ball, when he, like, he prepares himself to make those type of hits in practice. So when the game came and I just knew, like, it was like, because I seen him, I just seen him like a flash flew by. And when he made that hit, man, I was like, yep, I seen it coming. That's why I wasn't worried because, like, when he was going to make the catch, it was either he was going to catch it or it was going to be – a blow and that's what he's that's what he did on um, both contested catches and you know pj he's just known for flying around and making plays on the ball and uh, that's what he's been doing so far he really looked like kareem out there yeah like he he, he, do, yeah. he does play in a very similar way like that downhill wants to hit people like maybe not like the longest lankiest guy who's going to cover the most ground like justin but I, that was a lot of fun to see yeah he was balling i knew he's gonna have a good game because i feel like he made Two tackles in the first drive or two big plays. Yeah, like yeah. for yeah. myself, if I make down. two tackles in the first drive, it's over. <laughs> like can't nobody stop yeah, me, can't nobody it. block me. You know, you, you get you get some butterflies before the game, but once you get those first couple of hits in, you know, you good. Yeah, you, you rock it. So that's and, like getting two BB two PBUs in the first drive. You're like, man, I'm locked down today. Can't <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. touch me. <laughs> and that's just what this defense is playing like. I mean, all the confidence in the world. It's rolling over mm-hmm. game to game. And and speaking of Kareem, uh, uh, Pat, you and a lot of guys were wearing free K Jack yes. T-shirts before the game. Can yeah. you take us through whose idea was that and uh, and what 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 the process was of those? Yeah, it was actually uh, PJ's idea. Um, mm. You know, he he texted us in the group chat, you know, shirt sizes. And as I know what it was for, then obviously I realized what was in our locker and it said free K-Jack. And it was like, it was basically sending a message towards the league. Like, man, even though y'all trying to hold him out, we, we going to uh, ring his name in the air, have a way we can. And uh, it was just to show support because Obviously, Kareem, he's missing the game. He, he loves the game so much, but the, you know, just to wear the shirts, just felt like his presence was out there. You know what I mean? So uh, we were just representing him every way we can. And you know, before the game, it was just a message towards NFL, like free my dog, man. He ain't doing nothing wrong. He's just playing football. That's it. Yeah, that was my that was my favorite part. Is all it's right underneath i think where it says free k jack it says serving four games for playing football. <laughs> it's it's so good. See, he, he's just playing football, man. <laughs> and then I mean, you guys went out and played like like K Jack does really? in terms yeah. of just intense, physical, and uh, I mean the shirts before uh, the game were awesome. Your jacket after the game was as sharp as can be. Your shirt right now, Pat, you're becoming like you're you're having the best <laughs> closet in the NFL, man. Oh yeah, that that was like a that's like one of them statement type fits, like. We're ready for business, but uh, not nah, it's basically like a Javinci jacket. But I, I've been having the closet. It's been it's just been sitting in the inventory for. Oh, long that's oh, that was in the back of the closet. You just decided <laughs> yeah. to pull it out. You know I mean? I, I've been had it. Been I, had it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know it was a perfect time to wear it. I just feel like that day I was like I was feeling myself. I was like, okay, I got to come out stepping for sure. That's, that's a good it, one. You gotta. It. I told you before the show, but my girlfriend really wants that jacket. <laughs> 
So you got to like send me a link or something. It could be a Christmas present. You don't want that link, my guy. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't even want yeah, that. Well, then he's going to look for a knockoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll send you an Etsy link. You might be able to find it. It is pretty pricey. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> Man, Pat, every time you come on, someone's trying to take some of your clothes. Ryan was asking for uh, the jacket you wore in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> Henry's trying to get this yeah. one. Heck, I'll just take that TD shirt that you're wearing right now, too. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. We... <laughs> oh, sorry, Pat. What were you going to say? No, I'm saying you could, you could have it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah. you're too kind. Yeah, you're too kind. We might need to order some of those free KJAC shirts, too. Those mm. are good ones. Mm. Yeah. I mean, are, are those things you can order, or were those, I think, I those are special? I bet I mean, PJ knows how. Just, uh, I think PJ just launched a website for it. So oh. you can go online. Okay. Sure, yeah. So we could. Yeah, yeah we, we could. I think I think y'all should ask them, um, you know, whenever y'all get the chance to, because yeah. uh, before it was like, okay, this is for players, and we was like, you know what, let's make it to the public towards the place so everybody could wear it and support them. So. Oh, yeah. man, I know Broncos fans would love mm. to be rocking that, especially yeah. over the next three games. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe we do a little giveaway on the show. Mm, but if I you put that. the shirt on, you gotta it got to be a different type of energy. For <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. That's true. You got to be ready to go. You got to be like dogs, <laughs> like, yeah. like K-Jack is. <laughs> Let somebody give you the wrong coffee order. You got to go off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of dope shirts, you got to check out the DNVR locker. Well, we've got Pat Sertan shirt in stock on the website go check it out mm-hmm. hopefully you got some on the cyber monday and the black friday deals but go check out the dnvr locker and also go check out our friends over at bet365 where they have never ordinary bets that's their slogan and if you use the code dnvr365 at sign up they're going to give you a first bet safety net of a thousand dollars in bonus bets or Bet $5 and receive $150 in bonus bets when you sign up using that code DNVR365. So probably a good bet is taking the Texans under Mm -hmm. in points this week because we know this defense is just flying around playing elite ball right now. So check them out over at Bet365. Use that code DNVR365. You must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, once help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And shout out to our friends over at Baxton Shanker. Baxter Shaker is there to help when you've been hurt or seriously injured, and they help with all kind of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian, trucks, whatever it is, give our friends over at Baxter Shanker a call. They've been helping those who have been seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years, and the great thing about them is there's no fee until they win money for your case, and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They are now serving all parts of Colorado, including neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. Smash the two, 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 two. Call our friends and set up a consultation. All right. So, Pat, I imagine uh, since you guys balled out against the Browns that you were able to find the Del Frisco's uh, week, even though it was Thanksgiving last week. Did you guys make it down there? Yeah, we, we made it happen on Wednesday yeah. uh, prior, prior towards Thanksgiving. So, yeah, we still had to have those dinners every week, man. Uh, I think because our team is very um, superstitious. <laughs> and uh, if we miss if we miss a day of those dinners, man, something <laughs> something may go wrong. So we just we just gotta find a way to squeeze it in, no matter what the week may look like. So yeah, I, I think it was Justin Sternod who I heard saying, I, I think he could have taken the week off from having his card in the pot because he'd just gotten pulled, but 
he figured it was going to be kind of like a, a lighter tab because it's like the day before Thanksgiving. People aren't going to be eating so much. <laughs> so he's like, put mine back in in case I get drawn again so I don't have to do it after. Uh, but who, who actually did have to pay for that one? <laughs> do you remember? Surprise! It was me, actually. Oh, oh really? It. It, was, it was me and uh, who was it? Me and a few other guys. But yeah, I was the one that got empty handed at the end. <laughs> well, I, I hope got, that uh, I, got, I hope Justin I got was right. Out of my pocket, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, now this week, uh, you guys will go to Del Frisco's and preparing for the Texans. Yep. Who, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a rookie quarterback, but he is not playing like a rookie quarterback. I know you guys haven't fully looked at Houston yet, but when you see a rookie playing this well, I mean, does he even look like a rookie to you, Pat? No, he don't. Um, it's actually crazy because when I see him out there playing, it's like this is his like fifth, sixth year in the league, man. He's seen it all. Um, I just see so much composure from him um, and his ability to, you know, never waver no matter the circumstance. Like, even if they're down – even if bad things happen, you always stay laser focused and dialed in. And when you see that from a young quarterback like that, it speaks volumes uh, on, on the way how he plays. So um, definitely looking towards a week. We ain't going to treat him like a really quarterback because he's been playing like a veteran back there. So um, we definitely got a task at hand. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like you guys are definitely stepping to the challenge. Um, I feel like that's one thing you guys have learned throughout this year is how to finish and close out games. Um, because in last year or the year before, if, if we were down seven points, you know, I kind of felt like the game was over. And I feel like not anymore, man. I feel like you guys will definitely, you know, battle them all the way to the end. Um, I know that Russian coverage work together, and that's what makes you guys so good. How do you feel like your front seven is going to do against this Houston, Texas O-line? Yeah, man, I'm, uh, our front seven is greedy. Um, you know, they just get things done. You know what I mean? It might not be like the the um, prettiest highlight tape, but, you know, they get things done, and that's what's very important. I mean, Zach, DJ Jones, Mike Purcell, I mean, you got Barron and Coop off the edge, Nick Bonito, those guys are really just causing havoc on, you know, opposing offensive linemen. And w- once you have that and how Russian coverage mesh together, if we do our job in the back end, their job becomes easier. And if they do their job in the front end, our job becomes easier. So it goes hand in hand. And these past couple of games, you can see Russian coverage really, really excel at a premium on our defense. So um, we just got to keep on doing that. And, you know, with our level of playing consistency, uh, I don't see it slowing down at all. Yeah, we saw PJ get in that rush part, get a little strip sack this past mm-hmm. week. Are you ever like, you see that and you're like, damn, I'm so happy for PJ, <laughs> but Vance, send me from the outside occasionally. But you know what's crazy? That play is really des- designed for me to go. On the oh. <laughs> but what happened was, you know, certain formation, certain uh, uh, personnel, uh, whatever, how they lined up, you know, I could give him the go uh, to blitz. You know what I mean? It's just communication like that. Uh, but... I was like, you know what, you know, I'm gonna I'm uh, let my dog get the sack because I know he's gonna get it. And if I'm gonna get a strip sack uh, and appeal to point in the game like that, uh, uh, it's pretty awesome to see for sure. Damn, so PJ owes you like, uh, <laughs> he, he, he needs to like hit the quarterback next time and have the ball go in the air so you can pick it off or something. Yeah, I know, man. I, I was like, 
I was happy, but I was like, man, that's supposed to be my booze, man. Like, you just took my shine like that, but, you know, it's all good. <laughs> uh, and now, I mean, you speak of the, the Texans offensive line. Uh, the Texans also have some really good young receivers, mm -hmm. Nick, Nico Collins and then Tank. Dell, who's really taken the league by storm, and he just, I think, officially changed his name to Tank. Yeah. Uh, I think I think he officially changed his name with the league. With the league, yeah. okay, yeah. So everything with the league, he exactly. now is officially showing up Tank. Pat, you ever want to do that? Be like, uh, instead of Pat, I'm going to actually go by, like, Shutdown Sertan or something like that. <laughs> just go that. by like, PS2. Make <laughs> right, that like right. your official name. Yeah, like Ocho Cinco, sort of. Has there ever been uh, any Frank. desire? <laughs> uh... No, I haven't thought about it like that, for sure. Uh, maybe my middle name, which is Frank, but I don't know. So, Frank FS2. This week, yeah, FS2. FS2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, FS2. Isn't that like a TV show? Or FS1 uh, is. Yeah, FS1. Yeah, I'm not sure. Right. PS2 is way better. PS2 is, is way is. better. Yeah, there's no yeah. reason to change that. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> yeah. What what stands out about these receivers? Obviously, obviously like, you've got speed across the board is is probably the biggest thing is that is that what you see i i just see um a variety of things i just think each receiver got their own type of skill set um I, like nico collins he's a bigger prototype receiver um mm -hmm. he attacks the ball well the 50 50 balls i'm um, obviously um tank um he's shifty uh craftsman a great route runner uh you got Mitchell on the other hand in which who I played with at Alabama. Um, he's another craftsman, another great route runner as well, too. So, uh, yeah, I think they possess a different variety of skill sets um, on their behalf. I would imagine that since they've got Nico and, and Mechie there, that you won't be following uh, Tank around. But he's listed 165 pounds. How unique is that for a player to not just be playing in the NFL, mm -hmm. but to be putting up incredible numbers as a rookie at 165 pounds? I mean, it's crazy, but like, everybody say like, like weight will concern you, but if you could play football, you can play football. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I've seen that each and every week from him. Um, I just think he's a football player, and I think he understands the game well as a receiver. Um, at a young age, uh, early on in his career. And um, obviously they got a, a rhythm going on with him and CJ. So um, yeah, like I said, it's gonna be a challenge, but you know, we, we always step up to challenges, uh, you know, that's coming upon us. But um, the main thing is just understanding uh, what they like to do offensively. And obviously their passing game is what they like to go to uh, so far. So uh, definitely when we look into the film room, we understand um, what we got at hand and how we'll be able to shut them down. You know, this game starts a three-game, I guess, road trip for you guys. Mm -hmm. Do you, like, get amped for playing on the road? I know everybody feels like, you know, most guys like to play at home, but myself, I really enjoyed the road games, you know, hopping on the plane, sleeping in a hotel. My kids are at home, so it's quiet. <laughs> uh, how do you do you enjoy uh, the road games? Yeah, because everybody's against you. Um you know, everybody see as an underdog, so which makes it even more compelling because, um, and like what Ty said, when, you, when you're away, man, it's less distractions. You're very locked in, you know what I mean? You're in the hotel room, um, locked in on the iPad, watching film or in meetings. Um, ain't much you could do because you're outside your boundaries. So um, mm -hmm. I, think, I think the main thing is when we go on the road, it's like 
we're sharp, we're laser focused because we know anything, momentum could swing at any time um, on away games and which makes it even more uh, motivated for us to go in and win a ball game away. Well, to be fair, there is one home game in there when they uh, when they head out to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those games yeah. against the Chargers, it's always more Broncos fans than Chargers fans out there. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I don't know why. <laughs> I think L.A., they, they all paparazzi and stuff. They all in the, in the scene for real in L.A., so they don't watch football like that. <laughs> what's what's the quietest both of you Todd, Todd and Pat what's the quietest uh, of way stadium you've been to in terms of like a game changing play happens or the defense you guys are just killing them and you, it just does not feel like a road stadium anymore I think they all can be like that if you like mm -hmm. put on a dominant performance to me that was some of the best times is when they come out rocking they mm -hmm. like oh we about to, and then it just gets quiet because yep. it's like you hear a pin drop yep. you go from not being able to communicate to like it's almost like you're out there <laughs> at a home game like mm -hmm. it definitely changes or they start booing their own team yep that's gotta be nice <laughs> yeah that'd be the worst when they boo their own team that's how you know you like i got them for sure <laughs> and that really never happens to defenses like i feel like teams only boo their own offenses which as yeah. defensive guys you're kind of the one forcing that and creating that well we don't really do nothing to get booed anyway right. you know Pat, like... <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, not these defenses not Denver, everything, no. <laughs> everything's solely on the offense nowadays like if the yep. offense is not doing good mm -hmm. that's when yep. the fans feel a type of way you know what i mean if defense doing bad it's like offense step up <laughs> like exactly <laughs> yeah like you like defense do better, but like everything is based on the offense now. I feel like yeah. Like if, if you guys go win a game like thirteen to ten, everybody's just gonna say, "Oh, that was ugly. That's gross." This they yes. need to figure something out. Like the offense needs to figure things out. <laughs> yeah. But nobody ever says that about the defense. Yeah, nobody gives us credit, man. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> you win thirty-eight thirty-five. Everybody's happy. What'd you say? If if you win thirty eight thirty five, everybody's happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, that was a good game. That yeah, was a, that was a good game. <laughs> that was a good yeah. game. Not thirteen ten. That was disgusting. Man, <laughs> twenty nine to 12, 17 point win. And and Pat, you kind of talked about this before, but uh, you mentioned the Browns, very run first team, um, mm -hmm. and that's just what they want to do. And you mentioned that the Texans like to throw the ball. As a cornerback, I have to imagine that you like the physicality of the Browns, you like being physical, but I have to imagine as a cornerback, you love this game when you know that they're going to throw for 30, 35, 40 times, right? Yeah, I mean, you got to love it because you know the ball is being thrown and there's many opportunities uh, that present itself. So um, everybody's, you know what I mean, uh, you know, itching for a play to be made this week, you know what I mean? So... Uh, I just think the way how you go about it, uh, the way how you prepare and practice, how you prep, um, you know, by game time, everything is going to look uh, the same as in practice. So we just got to keep on going, keep on doing our thing. Then once the game comes, you know what I mean, plenty of opportunities could be made. I heard uh, people were talking about, what's it called, takeaway Thursdays uh, mm -hmm. in practice. Is that, is, that, is that a real thing? Is that a big thing that, that guys get hyped for? Yeah, we have we have a takeaway circuit uh, before we get started in practice uh, defensively, whether it's stripping the ball, whether it's interception, tip drill, uh, certain drills we work on, and the common denominator in all of that is to get the ball, uh, which is something we've been honing in on each and every week. And I believe that 
takeaway drill is what keeps us going, keeps us uh, gravitating towards getting the ball each and every week. Pat, you guys have 16 takeaways in this five-game win streak, Crazy. 15 in the past four Crazy. games. <laughs> There's six, I think, 17 other teams in the NFL that don't have 16 takeaways in the entire season. You yeah. guys are just crushing it. Um, I mean, the takeaways are just insane in this stretch. Yeah, uh, I think that's like the main factor that helps us win ball games. Um, because even in close games, like the number one stat sheet that jump out is the turnover margin. And we'd be like plus two, plus three, and that's what wins or lose ball games. And, you know, just keeping up on that track, I believe that we could be a very dominated team, uh, dominant team. Uh, we just keep on pace with that for sure. No, I haven't seen it, but is there a takeaway chain, a turnover chain? Do you guys have anything <laughs> like that on the sideline yet? Surprisingly not. I think I think you just came up with the idea, man. Mm. I think we need to, <laughs> to talk to the fans and talk to the, you know, talk around the team into uh, doing something like that because we've been turning over the ball a lot now, and I think we definitely would deserve you, like a. Would you do a chain, uh, or may, maybe you bring one of your coats out of the closet <laughs> and, and it's like a, a takeaway <laughs> coat? Yeah. yeah, you gotta talk to the organization, man. They got a lot of money. Tell me you want a real chain and you want it to be given away after every yes. takeaway. Every turnover, you get to keep it. <laughs> it was like a Rolex to wear. Yeah, it's gotta be something Broncos themed. I'm not sure. There's nothing like horse themed, yeah, or just like gold themed. That you is know, true. Diamond mm -hmm. themed, yeah. something diamond, like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> diamond themed. We can go diamond themed. Um, I love yeah. it. I love it, Pat. We uh, maybe we'll see that on the sideline <laughs> on Houston, or maybe it'll wait until uh, the following game yeah. against the Chargers in LA. Um, Henry, any uh, final uh, keys that Pat needs to know about this oh, game that, wow. that he needs to be aware of for this? Oh, see, so there's no Montana know. Grizzlies playing <laughs> this week, so I can't help you out with any of that stuff. Um, I don't know. I think you might be on your own for this one, but wow. I, do, I do have one more question. I do have one more question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully you guys can handle it without me. Um, so Pro Bowl voting just started. Obviously, like you're going to get a bunch of votes. Justin's going to get a bunch of votes. Is there anybody on the team, maybe like underrated, uh, anybody who you think is deserves to be to be getting more love in the Pro Bowl vote uh, that you want to kind of pump up? I ain't going to lie. I think Quinn Miners is highly deserving yeah. I mean, because like, there's not a day on film where I don't see him just dominating yeah. an opposing defender, and he he does it, you know, easily under his own will, and it's it's just crazy because it's like you just see like a spark in film how he's just making the game easier for the offense, and I just think he is definitely deserving. Um, J Mac as well too. He's been making yeah. plays for us um, each and every week. Uh, let me see. You know Marvin Mims. I think he deserves a nod. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Garrett Bowles for what he's done this year. Uh, yeah. Corden uh, Sutton. You know. You know all those mm -hmm. guys. I think. I think we have like at least five to six guys that are heavily deserving of the Pro Bowl nod for sure. Yeah. yeah there, there should be the uh, the biggest jump in the NFL with guys who made it last year on this team, the yeah. guys that make it this year. And Pat, 
You are absolutely one of them. Everyone, go vote for Pat to make the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. I don't think you really need everyone's help <laughs> uh, because you absolutely deserve it. You'll be there for another year. But uh, everyone, go for go vote for our guy, Pat, to make it. And uh, you also just made uh, Henry's day by saying Quinn. I, I that's the right <laughs> answer. I can't believe he's up to three hundred and forty pounds. Like that's oh, just boy. one of those numbers that like I can't even comprehend. Three forty. Just think of Tank being 165. Mm -hmm. So that's that's over double. double more than double. more than, than double. double. <laughs> Two tanks. Wow. It's oh. and that, that's what's so cool about, about football is you got guys uh, of all sizes being able to play mm -hmm. the game at the same time. <laughs> but uh, Pat, thank you so much for jumping up. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> it just gives me hope, Todd. It gives me hope that maybe one day I could play, you know? I love it. I love yeah. it. Love yeah, it. we'll see about that. We need flag football team. Yeah, there we go, flag yeah. football. Pat, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to six straight coming up, and everyone go vote for Pat. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, appreciate y'all, man. Right on. Thanks, Pat. Oh, man, yeah. that was uh, that was awesome, even though you yeah. guys laughed at me at the end there. <laughs> yeah, guys. It was, was, it was just a little bit of word play. <laughs> <laughs> there always is. We it, almost yeah, made it, it through that happens. whole thing without a single one. It always happens with me. Uh, well, if you watch on the post-game show, everybody got me. As as oh, what'd you do? I was <laughs> just distracted <laughs> by the outfit. It's in the past. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, maybe no, bring no, that no, up. No, no, no. It happens to me. I know, I know. It happens to me all the time. Wait, did, did Pat say at, at the beginning that they had they were giving away bats to show the physicality? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a bat game. It, what, so what does that mean? Just a physical game, like okay, you, I think like it, baseball bat. Yeah, everybody yeah. got a baseball bat, I guess. Is that something that you've been a part of before? Uh, different things. Okay. I don't think we ever got baseball bats, but just something that like Todd got real let bats. Let you know, <laughs> let you know <laughs> yeah. that it was like a hard hat. Like you better come mm. to work. I don't know if we got everybody got a brick one time or something, mm, but just like so. a construction vest or something, <laughs> something, like, something like that to Maybe let a you know different. it yeah. was time to come to work. Mm, I like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, did I mishear him? And then, yeah, I did think of like the flying bats. And I'm like, I, I don't want to ask him. For a <laughs> I don't want to ask him for a follow up. Oh, yeah. Everybody's like, Ozzy Osbourne, bite your hands off of bats. What would a Breckenridge beer game be like? Wow. That's a tough one. I think it's like kind of old school in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, definitely maybe, like like kind of fun tailgate vibe. Maybe like kind of rivalry type game. You go to Buffalo. Drink a couple beers. Buffalo Buffalo feels like it could be that way. Or maybe if you're playing a team that turns the ball over a lot and they're just like, they play drunk and loosey-goosey with the ball. Wow. Yeah. That'd be a fun game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The Texans? I know the first, what, nine weeks of the season, C.J. Stroud only had two interceptions. Mm -hmm. He's starting to throw, throw picks a little bit more, and so that might be a game where you need some Breckenridge beer to enjoy the game. 11 a.m. start, <laughs> so maybe Broncos Country Pale Ale, one of the lighter beers, Strawberry Sky, you go for that, but whatever it is, go check out our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery to get your fix this weekend. That's breckbrew.com for their beer locator where you can find where their beer is uh, all across the country. So check them out. It's the official beer of dnvr breckbrew.com and also go check out our friends over with our friends with our, <laughs> other, with our other friends yeah yeah just i lot, mean all it's crazy how like friends is just best friends <laughs> yeah. with game time mm, oh this is perfect I mean, they go together they absolutely um so I am going to this uh, CU-CSU basketball game tomorrow. Mm. CU going to win the national championship. CSU ranked somehow right now. It's going to be a really fun Wait, one. Wait, what's CU ranked 20. right now? 
20. Yeah. 20. What CU ranked, though? They were ranked last week, number 18, which is better. Oh, no, um, no, no. What are they ranked right now? I haven't checked. But last week, they were 18. Huh. Um, no, no. The answer is they're not ranked. <laughs> last week, 18, now, though. Shout out to CU. But, I mean, they're, they're just too 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 much uh, CSU slander on here. Mm. Uh, we'll see about that on <laughs> Thursday. But, yeah, so me and RK are headed up there for that one, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're getting some tickets from Game Time because that's a place to go because the game's actually sold out. So this is the only place you can go. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Game Time's awesome. And if you use the code DNVR, I don't know why this wanted me to say CHGO. <laughs> we would never do that. Don't look at use me. the code DNVR and you'll get $20 off um, your first purchase, uh, which is awesome. Game Time's awesome. They have like the little button so you can just click all in pricing. Um, they'll, they'll have their flash deals, which are really cool. Um, and since I have Nugget season tickets, I have season tickets, obviously, like working all the Broncos games, girlfriend has buffs tickets. I don't get to use game time all that often. So I'm really excited to jump back in there and just start hunting these deals. Um, and you can too use that code DMVR for $20 off. Man, this is just an awesome show. We got Pat in the first and the second segment. Now yep. we get the inside oh. scoop oh, that's right. to let us know. How the Broncos, not just won, but dominated this game. And uh, Todd, why don't you take us into the game and get us the nitty-gritty of how this happened? So I put together some plays here. I didn't do all the, you know, most flashy plays because everybody's seen those. We yeah. kind of have an understanding for those. Um, but these are just a couple of plays I feel like really impacted um, the game. And this is the reason why the Denver Broncos won. I love so it. So this first one is... Uh, play to Cortland Sutton. It ends up being a long pass on third and eight, um, a drive that he already possibly affected with getting the PI penalty. Um, and this ends up leading mm. to a score by Samaje. Um, and it's and it's man to man, and it's mm -hmm. Cortland Sutton continuing to run these overs. I don't think an over, which is here, mm. has been covered yet against Cortland Sutton. Mm. Every time we run it, he's open. They like to run these crossing routes with Jerry Judy coming across the field here and Cortland Sutton coming across here. Um, he does a great job of getting open on these plays, and he always finds uh, the soft spot. And I think when he's running away from you, um, this is a pretty good corner in not Denzel Ward, but the other guy, what's his name? Yeah, New Newsom, and he yeah. can't stick with them. I think yeah. Portland's too fast. The other thing I want to point out here is that this O-line is protecting at such a high rate, man. They're doing such mm -hmm. a good job. I think it's partly the O-line, but it's partly Russell Wilson. Mm. This O-line is mm -hmm. understanding where he wants to be. And what they've kind of figured out is they want to keep him in the pocket. What Russ was doing was he was escaping outside of the tackles, and the tackles were pushing their guys out. So then Russ was running right into him and getting sacks. Mm. So now they know mm. that they're just trying to create a wall and push everybody by. And Russ, stay in the pocket. Don't try to leave because this is where all the bodies are that we're pushing out. Yeah. And that's allowing Russ to have so much more time back there. And it's making the O-line look like they're doing a great job, which they were doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. But he was running into their protection yeah. um, and kind of hurting them sometimes. So this ends up being a great play to Cortland. Um, Russ makes the pass still under the rest. And this leads to the first touchdown by Samaje. So big time play. Man, yep. Todd, that's such a good point because a lot of people and over the past year and a half have been saying, well, yeah, Russ leads the NFL in sacks. And a lot of that is on him. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing how they're playing together and how that really works together and yeah. how um, it's not just the offensive line getting better. It's the the unit with Russ as one play, playing as a whole. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're I, playing much more cohesive. Well, I saw you pull up this play. And I was like, okay, 
Todd's gonna talk about like the route, all that sort of stuff. I'm gonna point out like Russ and his patience. Like this, and it's like, nope, Todd's got it covered. Todd I got you, my guy. Yep. Don't worry. Uh, Todd, are you gonna talk about the touchdown pass to Adam Troutman? No, because that one's talked about a lot already. Yes. And one of the things is the offensive line. I mean, Russ could have just sat down uh-huh. and then uh, stood up again and then had that That'd play be a fun because play. the the the, the protection. <laughs> was, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> yeah. protection was insane there, and then Russ did a great job of finding the openings too. Yeah, they're really really coming together as a unit, um, and I think it's it's really really helping the offense look phenomenal uh, because they really are doing a great job. Here is a third and six, very important play. Um, and this is man-to-man coverage. And this is, you never know which play is going to impact the game the most. Um, but this is man-to-man coverage. Singleton has a running back. Justin coming up and has the safety in this corner right here. Um, has the wide receiver man-to-man. This is a, a tight play, third and six. And I think this is, who is this right here? Yeah, Fabian comes up and makes a great tackle on third and six. If this guy, he could have mm. easily gave up on this play and let the guy get the first down, but yep. he used all his momentum to try to stop him. And then what I like is that all the Broncos are coming to help pull this guy back. They know that this is third and six. He's close to first down. We cannot let him get this first down right here. And I think this is one of the biggest plays of the game because if we don't stop him right here, we don't know how this drive ends. But mm-hmm. if you guys remember in the game, this stop leads to the very next play, which is a fumble yeah. by the tight end yep. trying to do a QB sneak yep. to get the first down. And if they don't stop him here, they never run that play. They never fumble the ball, mm-hmm. and it's a completely different game. Todd, tell me if I'm crazy here, but from an outside perspective, it seems like the Broncos' past two opponents are getting way too cute with these fourth down and yep. third down plays. I mean, what do we? how often do does a tight end take a snap under center? Never. Never. They don't practice it. So are <laughs> you shocked that that it doesn't work and it fumbles? Not at and all. And then how about the the play that the Vikings ran against the Broncos where a tight end yep. takes a snap and tosses it to a quarterback on a sweep? <laughs> I mean, if the Broncos had done that, I would be pulling my hair out. Like, what are we doing? If you want to run a sneak, do it with your quarterback exactly. who takes thousands of snaps in a season. From your center, I'm just so happy that the Broncos are not the ones doing these idiotic plays where you're just trying to get too cute. And, and the, then personally the, for me, I don't know why they went back to it. Like the first time they tried to run <laughs> yeah. it, it was a false start <laughs> because the, now the, the tight end is trying to do a cadence that he doesn't mm-hmm. do. So now the old lineman, okay, that play is scrapped. We're <laughs> yes. not running that. And they come back to it and fumble the ball. Yes. That's what they get. Well, and the reason they do that stuff, they don't have Quinn Miners. So you just sneak behind every time and it's worked every time. Yeah. Did it two more times this week. Yeah. And and all credit to Quinn, every time. but like I don't even if I don't have Quinn Miners, I'm snapping <sighs> the ball to my quarterback, not yeah. to uh, a a tight end. The Broncos are just lucky they have that automatic sneak play cuz there's only a few teams in the league who can expect it to work every time. Yeah. The Bronco and the Broncos, I mean, keep running those stupid plays against us, man. We'll yeah, take it every time. <laughs> uh this is uh Third and eight, I believe, in the second quarter. This is a great pass to your guy, Marvin Mims. Um, and I just wanted to point out Marvin doing a great job of oh, these pictures don't show it. But Marvin's lined up on this right side right here. He comes in, he kind of sits over the ball, and that's all his route Russ was. But he does a great job of doing a scramble drill. Once Russ starts to scramble and get out of the pocket, Marvin converts his route from like a sit down here and turns up field. And also, once again, this protection. Look at that. Russ had an opportunity to get outside of this. Uh, 
this pass rusher and decided not to. He stayed inside, which allowed McGlinchey to push this guy by, which they want him to do. And he has all this space and opportunity to make these great mm -hmm. throws. He ends up step, stepping up, and I think he finds Marvin Mims right here, uh, which is a huge play within the game. I think it leads to another touchdown, third and eight. Marvin does a great job running the scramble drill. Russ finds him. Offensive line does a great job in protection. And I think these plays are just getting better and better. Man, yep. look at all that space that Russ had in the backfield there. Yep. And uh, the, it also plays so much into McGlinchey's strengths. Just, uh, McGlinchey and Bowles did a great job when the Browns edge rushers wanted to go on the outside. Yep. They said, okay, we'll let you go to the outside, and then we'll just push you 10 yards even further. Exactly. I mean, there's that one play where Bowles takes Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett, <laughs> and takes it from the left side all the way to the other side of the offensive line on the right side. All the way around the hoop. Um, yeah, they're doing a great job, and I think it just makes sense. Like, you push the outside guys wide, and then we have three on two on mm -hmm. the two inside guys. Like, mm -hmm. we got to be able to hold up these guys with three on two. Well, we got to make it happen. That's what was happening all last week against the Vikings because they just drop everybody out and say so rush three, so your tackles kind of have tricky jaws. Then you just have, like, all three interior guys blocking one nose tackle or yep. jumping off to help anywhere else. I mean, it's back-to-back -back weeks that they've just they protected so well. Yep, they're doing a great job. All right, here, this is a great play because now this is making guys have to think, and they can't mm. just play fast anymore. So this is part of the reason why I feel like Miles Garrett didn't have that great of a day because not only was he blocked well, they made him think at times as well. So this is a great play. It's a zone read, um, and then they're going to have a lead blocker, and then Russ is going to take the ball out, this, out, the, out the back end. And the great thing about this is they make Miles Garrett have to think. So yeah. Miles has Russ right here. This is supposed to be blocked up. Everybody has an inside gap. Miles Garrett's supposed to come and take Russ, but he's thinking that he's not a threat. They're not used mm -hmm. to him running. Yep. And this keeps them honest and allows them to make Miles have to play slow. So it's a great call by Sean, great zone read. And look at all this space. You got the fullback leading for Russ. Miles Garrett doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, this is not like a super intricate play, but it's a great play call. And I feel like Sean was doing so many great things in the run game, you know, on Sunday that don't get highlighted just because, you know, they think it's just guys executing. But no, this is the actual play that was called yep. that makes guys mm -hmm. execute at this high of a level. And credit to Sean, because one thing that I have not been able to get my mind around when it comes to the betting side of these games is rush running yards. Yep. Like it's set at like always <laughs> mm -hmm. 20 to, to 25 yards or something. And he hits it like three straight games. So I'm like, oh, easy. He's going to get 40 this game. And then he doesn't have a single rushing attempt. But not only does that throw the betting side off, but it throws defenses For off. Sure. Because Russ, I don't think against, maybe against, the, I don't remember, but there, there's some games where he doesn't run at all. And mm -hmm. then so what Miles Garrett sees on tape for a couple of weeks is, okay, he's going to hand this off every time, hand it off every time, hand it off. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he takes it, and he's wide open exactly. against an extremely good defensive mm -hmm. player in Miles Garrett. But that's why, and I think it's really smart of, of Sean sometimes to build the game plan of, okay, we really see that Russ can run for 50 mm -hmm. yards in this game, and he's going to. But also, if we don't need him to run, let's not put it on tape. Let's, exactly. let's confuse yeah. defenses a little bit. And that's something, that unpredictability is something that the Broncos really took advantage yeah. of last year against the Chiefs when Russ had the exact same play that went for a touchdown. And so I think it's just so smart to keep the defense guessing. Yeah, that. and I mean, the way they're game planning all these runs <laughs> is just crazy. Like, it's so impressive. I think... Uh, First, like you said, like I think after the game, Sean said that he, they saw on tape that teams are having success 
running quarterback runs against the Browns. But then they come out and it's like, okay, first play, it's that toss crack. Just crack back on Miles Garrett. Take him out of the play. Second play, inside zone behind Quinn Miners. Like, another one of your just bread and butter. Here, it's like the read option where you put Miles Garrett in, in conflict. Like, they're just so smart with how they're calling these. It's not just, we want to run the ball, right. so here we go. It's a handoff over here. It's 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 just so well planned out and schemed. Speaking of that, this that leads me directly <laughs> to my is next that what it is? <laughs> so the Broncos, all game, were having success with Samaj P. Ryan, uh, and both the running backs actually running a trap, which is this mm-hmm. off the guard right here. He pulls and kicks out this D tackle, which means that the outside the linebackers should step up and fill their gaps. Normally, if you have pullers, let me see if I can go back here. If you rate, if you normally have pullers, that means your gap has moved over a gap, so you need to come over the top. But the unique thing about a trap, because it's all inside, you have to step up to fill your gap. If you go over the top, it's this huge void in here because mm-hmm. he's hitting him, he's he's hitting him, and so there's just this open space in the middle. I don't know if you can see it, if it's just <laughs> scribbling. Yeah, yeah. But there's just going to be a huge void if you don't step up. Mm-hmm. So the Broncos were doing that early on. So based off of that, you know, uh, the Browns made an adjustment, moved him from out here into a head up. They call it a two eye. He's head up on that tackle. So now the Broncos said, okay, we're not going to trap this tackle right here. What we're going to do is we're going to move this trap block all the way out here, allow this, allow these guys to block down, and we'll see what happens. Well, the great thing about it is when you move that block outside, now you do have to come over the top of these blocks again. Mm. So it changes your fit as a linebacker. But since they weren't expecting it, they're expecting the same trap, these linebackers shoot straight downhill. Ah, Perfect. We have the tight end to block him. We kick out right here, and there's a gaping hole right here because you guys are trying to adjust to what we've been running. Mm -hmm. But no, we're not running that anymore. Mm -hmm. So this is Sean Payton at his finest. Being able to make one small adjustment and to mm-hmm. God, to people who watch on TV, it looks like the same play. But you don't know it completely changed the way that this thing is blocked up and it allows for um, Javante to have this huge open field of space. And it just, I think it's just play calling at its best. Honestly. Absolutely. And that's what Sean Payton's here for, yep. is to be the offensive mastermind that he is. And Todd, this has really just opened my eyes even more to how brilliant Sean is and how much he's helping this offense. And there's no doubt Russ is playing really good football. There's no doubt the offensive line is playing incredible and getting better by the week. Yep. But also they're being helped out by great coaching as well. Absolutely, because I think it makes everybody's job easier because even the tight end Chapman on his block, all I got to do is put a hand on you. You've messed yourself up because of how my coach called right. the play. Mm-hmm. This is an easy kickout block, easy down blocks. Miles Garrett's not even a factor like – you know, they're playing well, but Sean is definitely having a part in their yeah. success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Man, the inside scoop is the best. Todd, you break it down incredibly well. And speaking of things that we love, Primo Hoagies. Ah, yes. Yeah, I mean, it is almost 1 p.m. right now. I'm getting hungry. It's probably lunch for me. Primo Hoagies. And you can check out multiple locations in Colorado, in the Denver metro area, over at primohoagies.com. If you want to order a party tray, Broncos playing at 11 a.m., you want some lunch for the crew that you're watching it with, Primo Hoagies is the hookup. So check them out over at primohoagies.com where they've got awesome sand. Their menu's huge, too. Yep. They'll have something for everyone uh, at your party. So check them out, primohogies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a primo. And uh, Spirit Hound. I'm, uh, you know, I'm really excited for this three-game road trip because it get it means we just, like, hang out at the bar 
And, you know, you still got to be like locked in and do all those sorts of things. But there are no like real responsibilities like there are <laughs> when you're sitting in a press box with a bunch of adults. So if you want to have two beers, three beers, or uh, in this case, it. maybe some whiskey, some gin, some vodka, all from Spirit Hound. Maybe 11 a.m. is a little bit early, but honestly, maybe not at, at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited to be here at the bar these next few weeks and drinking some awesome drinks from Spirit Hound. Uh, it's all made right here in Lyons, Colorado. They've got the award-winning whiskey, um, the 2022 Whiskey of the Year in the London Spirits competition. Uh, if you if you want to go up to their tasting room in the Highlands, uh, no, sorry, in Lions, not in the Highlands. Kind of rhymes. Uh, you can bring in juniper berries, and they'll give you a free drink. So they've got a tasting room in the Highlands. That's right, tasting yep. room in the Highlands. Yep. They make everything in Lions. There we go. Easier. It rhymes, right? Did that rhyme? Technically, no. There's oh, a D okay. in there, but it doesn't really matter. Um, you can get their stuff all over. So just go to their website, and you can uh, pick up some awesome products from Spirit Hound near you. That reminded me. I think I might also try to get here for the bar or to the bar for. Uh, um, Montana plays their first playoff game this weekend. <laughs> I'm not sure who does Sac State play. Do you know? I can't. Uh, we remember. already beat North Dakota State. Yeah, that so. was a cr- no North Dakota. North Dakota. Yeah, because CSU <laughs> or MSU has North Dakota State this week. But yeah, North Whoever Dakota. It is, it's not. It's be. the same thing. I know they pick. They're picking like one of these FCS playoff games on Saturday to put on ABC. I haven't seen which one it is, but I'm I'm pretty excited. Sacramento State's playing South Dakota. Well, you already oh. beat North Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah, I, I like I like get the chances. Get all the Dakotas out of the okay. way. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, so I might be sitting here in the bar Saturday and Sunday, if all goes well. I like it. It's a good place to be. It's a really good place to be, especially with Spirit Hound. Especially with Spirit Hound, and especially with the DNVR community. And let's talk to the community right now. I know we got some super chats rolling in. The Mighty Solar Clam says over one plus one thousand odds for Russ comeback player of the year. If he gets hot down the stretch, mm. maybe he's only got to beat Tua. How say you? Great show, gents. Happy PS Tuesday. Comeback player of the year is going to be so tough with Demar mm. Hamlin there. Yeah. Like ah. he's probably still minus odds, and uh-huh. uh, there's I don't really think there's anything that Demar can do to hurt his case now. Mm. I mean, um, I mean, the thing is, he just doesn't play. Like he's played in like two or three games this he's season. Alive. He yeah, uh, alive. alive though. He is he, alive. He, you did say he played. I so think yes, he's alive. On the <laughs> Last I checked, he was like minus two hundred. Which if you really feel that way, like maybe you just jump on that. You know, bet ten dollars, you get you turn it into fifteen bucks. But I do think that it might be a little bit more open. Like he just has barely played. So right now, Demar Hamlin. I think it doesn't matter. If you, on, uh, Bet three six five. He is minus two twenty five. Minus yeah. two twenty five. He, he, here's That's what I would good. do. If you like those plus one thousand odds, you hear? Can you look up uh, MVP odds and see <laughs> if Russ no, no. is there mm. on the MVP? Because oh. I think you have a better shot. Uh, I think I like the value more. Is what I should say at Russ MVP odds because it's going to be way more than plus a thousand. Just because that's wide open. Where the comeback player of the year vote is not wide open. Mm-hmm. There's take a clear two twenty five. What they take that the two, minus, minus two twenty five? Yeah. So, uh, do you guys want to guess what it is? Um, so it is up there. It is up. I'm gonna say, uh, Russ. Can you? Is he like twentieth on the list? Over under twenty thousand. Um, uh, I already looked. Oh, you already know. Yeah. I'd yeah, say over. I, Hank I, sucks. I'd say uh, <laughs> I'd under. say over. Yeah. It's uh plus twelve five hundred. Oh, okay. Hundred and twenty five to one. 
Yeah. When we talked a couple weeks ago, it was 300 to 1. So uh-huh. he's moving in the right direction. There we go. Momentum. And Todd, think, you were right. Yeah. I, and, it's, and it's crazy because if he goes on a run yep. in the end of the season, and you talk about we make the playoffs, then we, got, then we go to Miami, first playoff game, and beat them, mm. I, I think it's over. <laughs> because I think if we play Miami again, we're going to win. Ooh. For sure. Ooh. We're going to be so pissed off that we lost by 50 points, and Miami's going to feel like they already put up 70 on us. Yep. We're going to find a way to win that I, game. I don't disagree. Like I, I, I think you might be onto something there. I think that Miami in the first round is... First of all, in the NFL playoffs, anybody can win any game. Mm-hmm. Like It's not like the NBA where it's like, okay, it's seven games. The best team's going to come out. It really is just chaos. Like I... Any give a Sunday, baby. Exactly. Especially right. that matchup, I kind of like. Man, that'd be a quick. Hollywood story. They would. If they go into Miami and <laughs> beat them, oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think. They don't beat teams with winning records, so by then we'll yeah, have a winning exactly. record. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Real quick, can you guys guess the odds for Sean Payton Coach of the Year? That's the one I put money on. Mm. Um, I'd say plus 700. You're going to get juicy odds on this. Plus oh. 1,600. Oh, so really? Yeah. Yeah. Bet 365, code DNVR365. Go better right now. That is really good odds. Where is he? Uh, he is... Like fifth? Seventh. Seventh. We might actually just break this conversation down tomorrow. Yeah. Um, because that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Seventh. Man, I love that you're here. Uh, Romel says... It is better to be feared than loved. Yep. It is safe to say that Broncos are feared. The team no one wants to play right now. I agree. They've taken down two of the biggest dogs in the league, and then they've broken every other team that they played. The Vikings haven't looked the same. Uh, nobody has looked the same. The Chiefs haven't looked the same since yeah. they played them. Like, you don't want to play the Broncos right now. And, I mean, on top of that, they just knocked a quarterback out and uh, knocked out a superstar receiver. Yep. And uh, I think that's one more reason why teams don't really want to play the Broncos right now is because you don't know what's what you're going to be looking like the week after. Man, physicality. That's that's what it does. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Preston says, copped a PS2 shirt. Thanks for the deals, y'all. Keep Let's up go. the good work. So glad you got your hands on that, Preston. Thanks for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Uh, is that it you hear on Super Chats? Yeah. All right, we got one comment coming on the website from... Arvada Luke says, how do you think and or how long until you think the narrative changes to hack it with such a bad coach? It took Sean Payton six games to undo his mess. I'm, of course, <laughs> kidding. Worrying about narratives for is for the haters. Personally, I'm too busy yelling. Let's ride. I think this <laughs> this year's games can be flexed to Monday night football. Do you think the Broncos will be a beneficiary of that? Mm. Would it be beneficial if it shortens their week at any point? Cheers, Arvada Luke. You are correct that games can be flexed to Sunday night football, but now they can be flexed to Monday night football and the Broncos don't have any more primetime games. So, mm-hmm. and they also didn't max out their number of primetime games. So they could be flexed in Henry. Are there any games that jump out to you that could be flexed? So let's see. Can't flex this week. Regardless. I'm, I pulled up Sunday night football first next week. is probably too late. You're not flexing Eagles yep. and Cowboys after that Baltimore and Jacksonville. That's going to stay in Sunday night football. After that, Bengals and Steelers, that's probably staying in. Uh, um, uh, Bengals, maybe. Mm-hmm. Burles, I mean, Bengals. But, I mean, the Steelers. We yeah. uh, this. Uh, I looked through the power rankings, like, the across the league. Like, there was one I found that had the Steelers 10. That, that was the lowest. Like, the Steelers are right up there. The Bengals are in the hunt. 
Like I don't Bengals think that's getting flexed in the out. In a you don't think weeks. so? No. The Rams well, this so week. So wait, what week is that? Uh, it's week sixteen. Week sixteen. Well, that one's not getting flexed for the Broncos because they actually do have one more primetime game. Kind of. Oh. Christmas Eve. That's yes, the Broncos these are the Christmas Saturday Eve games. game, and that's the Patriots, which is hopefully going I to be a terrible game. They haven't picked a week seventeen game, right? They pick one the week of week eighteen game. A week eighteen. That's right. Seventeen games. Week eighteen. Um, but they won't flex Packers Vikings out of week seventeen. You wouldn't think that should do numbers because both those teams are going to be in it. I don't know if they're going to be in it. I mean, who else will be in the NFC? I mean, the Vikings going into last night were in a playoff spot. The Packers were the first team out. The Vikings still are in a playoff spot. Yeah, they would be because that's just gone to 500. And they might. So Packers are still first team out. Quarterback. I mean, maybe mm. maybe there's a conversation, but I think typically you need a team that, or a game that's bad to to like get it flexed out. You know, not one where it's like I mean playoff implications, but not great teams. So at week 17, Broncos Chargers. The Chargers aren't competitive right now. They're four and seven, which yeah. is just yeah. wild. Um, and potentially week 18, Raiders, Broncos. Um, but week 15 is one to keep your eyes on. That's Broncos playing the Lions in Detroit. That game has not been decided of when it's going to be played. Mm-hmm. That could be a primetime Saturday night game. So keep your Saturdays mm-hmm. open. I believe that's December 16th. Keep that day open because I think Broncos could be playing primetime then. Yeah. Week 14 is a doubleheader for Monday night football. Uh, Packers Giants. That one might not do. You probably love that game. I mean, Packers are in it. Giants have Tommy DeVito. I I mean, (laughs) they'll they'll do big numbers because the Packers and the Giants. But it's not great football wise. And the other one's Tennessee and Miami. We probably don't take Miami out of primetime. The Broncos also play uh, New Year's Eve, right? Yep. Broncos do play New Year's Eve. Yep. So they kind of have like two primetimes game left. Um, Well, New Year's Eve is, uh, that's just an afternoon game. That's a Sunday afternoon game. rest of these won't get flexed. Like Patriots and Chiefs, they're not taking the Chiefs out of primetime. Especially with Belichick falling apart. There's just too many storylines. Oh, that's such an awful, awful game. You think so? I mean, the I, two and nine Patriots playing the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean it's the That's Chiefs. A terrible. But it's, game. I mean, it's the Chiefs going into New England on Monday Night Football. Like Belichick's team's falling apart. Like Belichick can put together a game plan and beat. Like that's going to be a grimy game, but. I don't think it's a guarantee. So, Todd, you know how for um, our pick of the week, we like to give bets that we really like. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Yesterday, you you, you got to tell us which bet you like more: Packers playing the Chiefs this Sunday night mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Henry's taking the Packers to win straight up. I'm taking the Chiefs minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's crazy. He thinks I'm crazy. Who I think is it's who's definitely less crazy? crazy to take the Packers? Thank you. At Lambeau Thank on you. Sunday night. Yes, yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Plus two fifteen, two to one odds. Like these Chiefs are not good right now. <laughs> They're better than the Packers. Yes. Are they? I mean, the Packers have gotten like a couple decent wins. No, the Packers are trash. Like the, the Broncos. The beat them, Raiders but. beat the Packers a couple of weeks ago. That's true. And the Chiefs just destroyed the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, yeah, destroyed. It was, it, like it was a 30, game for the first half. Wasn't it like 31 half. to 14? 31 to 17, I think? Yeah, yeah but I mean, it, that's, going that's into kind the, of destroyed. Yeah. Was it? Were they, they were down 14-0, the and then they outscored them 31 to 3 to end the mm-hmm. game. Definitely. But weren't they up 14-0 at halftime? 
Or was it before halftime they started going? The game ended 31. <laughs> Definitely. But I mean, like, there was a flaw there. Like, the Chiefs are not perfect. Like, they, not. they screwed up early on. Man, you and I might have to make a little side bet for that game. Okay. It's, it's Sunday Night Football, too, so everyone will be watching. Oh, yeah. Have, have there like been it. any pizza bets this year? Um... I don't know. No. I, yeah, I don't think so. so we gotta you guys got to make one. We got to get some least. pizza bets going. Maybe we do. That one's something more show-centered. Show-centric. Okay. Yeah. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah, it we out. Will. And uh, thank you all so much for rolling with us today. The Inside Scoop was awesome. Having Pat Sertan on was awesome. And we'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m., to continue to really get into the weeds of this Houston Texans game. We got Baldy on tomorrow as well, so stay tuned. 11 a.m. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Have a great PS Tuesday. Flying cotton